Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, Marks and Reese, we are back. Final show. And a final appearance on the Marks and Reese show, as he normally joins us on Tuesdays with Elliot, but it's Wednesday. Elliot Shore Parks, our Eagles reporter, and so much more. What's up, Elliot? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm holding good. up? Um, yes, I am holding up. Yeah, uh yeah. it it is uh I'm glad that I'm glad that you're uh that you're in studio with us today. Wouldn't miss it. Well, um listen, it, it's uh it's one of my favorite times of the week when you uh when you join us in here. And it, how long how long ago did you join WIP? I don't even remember now. So I joined the station the year after they won the Super Bowl. So going into the next season. So 2018, so that'll be 18, 19, 20, 21. So it's like five years. Yeah, like five or six years. Yeah. Hmm. Five going on six years. Five going on six when years. When did we start? Flies do- by. When did we start doing the hour long Tuesdays with Elliot? It's been a couple years yeah, now, right? Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. Post pandemic. Yes. And it's it's my favorite hour of the week, too. So I'm uh, sad to see you go, man. We'll cut mm. that forever, though, show you're on, by the way. Yeah. What? Are, 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 we, are we done with that? Listen, who posted this picture? Yeah, here we go. This is the important stuff. Who posted this picture on on uh? Not me, that's for sure. On Instagram. On and Instagram. did Rojo Porter do this? He did. Yeah. Well, I so mean, seriously, Tucker took it, and I said to Tucker, I said, "Do you take good photos?" He said, "He yes. doesn't understand." Oh, angle look at up. the picture. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at no. the picture. What do you notice you in the make, picture, John? No, it's not you. It's not you. No. Yeah. What, what do you notice? I gotta look at it. <laughs> well, why do you think I don't look at it? Because I'm 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 stuck in between two tall no, people. No, no, that's not the takeaway. No. It's okay. a good picture of you. Good picture of Jack too. So it's Ike that's the problem. You have your fly down, Ike? <laughs> Rare bad photo oh, of that, Ike. Look at that stomach, man. Come on, man. Oh, you got the pot belly. <laughs> hey, Ooh, boy. Christmas season. See. They're really starting oh, to go man. after Ike Reese now. You're not kidding. <laughs> wow. This is a little... <laughs> so you're not kidding. <laughs> little Buddha. <laughs> oh. I had a couple slices of pizza today. Yeah, we did have the going man. away party. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Well, you know it's the first thing I looked. I'm like, hold on, what the hell? Take that down. <laughs> yeah, I normally don't look because I <laughs> has I it made its way to Twitter. I gotta check Twitter, see what the. Oh, uh, uh, it has got the. It's gonna make just yeah. It'll make it, all it'll the rounds. Everywhere. I'm sure. Yeah, yes. Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> well, as Nick Sirianni once said, it really pops out and it grows. <laughs> yeah, that's turning Ike's belly. Well, listen, what the hell do you care anymore? You hit your fifties. Well, yeah, that, yeah. At least I can hide it, but that that kind of shows it. <laughs> well, Welcome. So, so you're gonna have to adjust your wardrobe, maybe size up a little bit. No, crop these pictures the right way. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I've done. Yeah, I feel like bag, baggy baggy clothes are in again too. So it's good timing. 
You're right. You know, yeah, yeah there they are. Yeah, not baggy, but loose. Well, I used to do the four XL. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, so. I, I know. We're not, exactly we're not going what you back. Like. To yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, <laughs> triple X shorts. Oh yeah, high top. Alan the shorts that came like halfway down oh, to my God. shins. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. I'll tell you, my family not going to appreciate that picture, man. Oh, they'll appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll no, have fun with Renee, it. Renee won't appreciate it. I guarantee <laughs> that much. She's going to be making you smoothies over the holiday yeah. break, Ike. Yeah, she will not appreciate that one. All right. Well, Julio's sending screenshots of the belly. I mean, this is a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's only because we... Oh, he cropped you out, too. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Should post and say guess who on the uh Well and and you know why Gilio's Gilio's doing that in part because because of, of the Gilio the hammer thumb. It is a gross thumb. It is. It looks like a hammer. It oh does. man, that is bad. And and um yeah, and, and 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 by the way, Joe Gilio, who who I love, mm-hmm. love Joe Gilio. Um and I, I didn't didn't really get to see him a whole lot before he left, but he um you know he everybody here, just let me say this before we move on to some stuff. Everybody here uh, when I when I came here, wasn't long before that I came here, Ike. Mm-hmm. That it, it wasn't WIP wasn't necessarily a great place to work, right? And like, well, for I, some, for, right? For some, <laughs> yeah. that that was you that said that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're so, I hurried up and cleared that up. Yeah, for some, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, right. But like, like the reputation over here, <laughs> you can was, tell who's was, on the way out. Wasn't it? What was it? A great <laughs> reputation, and right, right now, this is. A great group of people from top to bottom, from management to the air talent to mm. Elliot, part-time guys or whatever. Like this is a really, really special group, <laughs> and um, yeah, and and it's and, and 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 everybody's been so nice to me when I came here, however many years ago. And I gotta say, like stepping in, stepping in the WIP from where I came from, it was really like getting called up to the majors, and it was intimidating at mm-hmm. first. And even though I was doing, I, I was doing nights initially, still you're walking in. To Angelo and to Howard and to Ike and to everybody else, it's like you know you're in the big le- big leagues as well, and everybody's been so nice and welcoming to me from the start. So I, I appreciate it, and I'm so proud with where the station is right now because it really, really is moving. Yeah, well, I mean you're a big part of where the station is right now, yeah. well, for sure. You you led this show, and it's uh sad to see you go. Well. Thank- Unfortunately, you got three more hours. Yes. Well, thank you, Elliot. Now, do you believe the sky is falling with this team, or do you feel better the day after the day after? So the sky is not falling, I don't think. And I think we're late enough in the season where you can just realistically look at who they have left to play. Like, we can talk big picture. Are they better than this team, that team? What are things they need to fix? And all those ma- all those things matter. But really what matters to this team moving on forward are, are they better than the Giants? Are they better than the Cardinals? And then are they better than the teams they might play in the playoffs? They're better than the two teams I just said. Mm-hmm. They're better than the Vikings. They're better than the Rams. They're better than the Bucks. They're better than the Lions. And the Cowboys, they already watched beat- those damn Rams, though. Yeah, but yeah. the Rams on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, but let me stop you. You did this exercise a couple weeks ago. Where you <laughs> and I was right. Me, you were not right. <laughs> Who was you, I, what was I wrong about? You told us how you, they were better than all of these teams. And they still are. But they they are not the same Even team they were. Winning. Do yeah. you think do you think any of those teams I just mentioned would beat them? I'm telling you right now. That's a no. So so they're so they are. Let me finish. Let me finish. If the team that we've seen the last three weeks plays the Rams, plays the Vikings, they could lose that game. They could, but Period. do you think they will? Yes, I do. No, you don't. If you you play- think you think those teams are going to come into Philadelphia Dude. in the playoffs and beat the Eagles. Have you seen this offense in the yes, last I couple have. weeks? Yes, I have. Have you seen Jalen Hurts? They have not played well. Look like it looks like a block of ice on the bench. 
when, when the when the defense is down the field, not talking to anybody, you don't think that there's an issue right now with chemistry I, I, in the offensive side of the ball? So they're not playing well right now. I agree with you on that. They have played poorly, and I think the Seattle game was the more alarming than the previous two. Because the other two, you're facing great defenses. I agree. Like, you know, on the road in Dallas, they don't have to worry about that again. They're not going to be going back to Dallas more than likely. The Seattle game, the fact that the offense struggled was concerning, especially when they come out and they go right down the field. And even in those scoring drives they had, the fact it took 15 and 16 plays to get down there is not a good thing to me. As much as people love to hate on the Jonathan Gannon defense, his whole defense was predicated on make deep, make offenses take 12, 15 plays to get down the field, and they'll make a mistake. And right now, one of the reasons the Eagles are turning the ball over more than they did last year is because it takes them longer to score. Last year, they were going down the field five, six plays, big plays, and there just weren't as many opportunities to turn the ball over. Now this has turned into an offense right now, partially because of how the quarterback's playing, partially because of how the defense is playing uh, is playing them, where it takes them a lot of plays to go down the field. So I don't feel great about where the offense is at. But the bottom line is I still feel better about this team than I do the potential opponents. This like, team is not tough. This team is mentally weak. No, no, no. I disagree with that. I, I, believe, this team's, I believe this team's mentally weak. Why? I don't know their performance the last three weeks. They lose to San so, Francisco. So they lose to San Francisco, and they haven't been the same since. So you think they're mentally weak after they went to the Super Bowl last year? They are ten and four. Has, has right? nothing to it do. Does. With this it's year. It does. It's guys. the same guys. It is not. So you think the the group that won like twenty seven out of thirty games is all of a sudden mentally weak? If you want to say they're in a rut, I agree with you on that. They are out of it right now. They are broken, but they absolutely have the pieces to put it back together, and that's not something a lot of teams can say. The Niners went on three-game losing streak. Are they, right, are Elliot, they mentally weak? Elliot, we got to stop it because Nick Sirianni's coming up. So we'll take the early break here. We'll come back. He's scheduled three fifteen. Sometimes that doesn't happen. So obviously we can talk and do everything before that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Nick Sirianni, how does he try and answer all the questions that's going on with his team right now? That's coming up next. Marks and Reese on ninety four WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Marks and Race, we're back. Our Twitter question today sponsored by Marks Jewelers. Marks Jewelers, if you finish your holiday shopping, then great. But if you haven't, 
Go to Mark's Jewelers. Gifts to fit every budget this holiday season. You can shop online, marksjewelers.com. When Nick Sirianni joins us, his press conference is sponsored by Turn 7, the massive Turn 7 holiday gift liquidation, Turn 7 liquidations. The coach's press conference is sponsored by Turn 7, I guess I should say. We've uh, we've been through some, really only two coaches here, right, Ike, on the Mar- the Marks and Reese show? Because yeah. Doug, yeah, Doug was the coach when when you came on with me, yeah. And then we've had Sirianni. I missed Chip. I wasn't on WIP with the Chip <laughs> Kelly press conferences, which weren't fun because he gave you nothing. Yes, never. And they were they were quick though. They were quick. Well, he talked quick. <laughs> yes, he said I'm a lot of words very quickly, but, like but his he, offense. He gave the template of not answering injury questions, <laughs> which was I don't talk to the doctor until after this. Yeah. <laughs> but what about no? I don't know. I didn't talk to the doctor, which now Sirianni uses. Well, Sirianni uses the competitive advantage. Yes. That's his go-to. It's like, I mean, he said after the, the loss in Seattle, the reason, part of the reason at least, he didn't want to say the Patricia news was for competitive advantage. Right. And that's, I mean, that's his right. Like, it's it's annoying to the fans that, you know, this major change was made and they don't find out, but he truly believes, I don't think he's just saying it, like, he truly believes there's a competitive advantage in holding information so the other team doesn't well, know it. But, but even if the advantage is... Even just like a, a little shred, it's still more right. than if they didn't say anything. I don't like honestly. I didn't care how they handled that last week. I didn't care. They, well, the they, the only counter I would say because I I mostly agree with you in the way that look like it's their decision. If they think it's a competitive advantage, they should stick with it. It's their job to win games. But the downside of this is, as a result of it coming out the way it did, it creates a perception that maybe it wasn't his decision or that you know this was a decision made quickly. Like I think this morning Kelsey was asked about. You know, how do you feel about the coordinator being changed on Saturday? Well, the coordinator wasn't changed on Saturday. The coordinator was changed probably Went almost Tuesday as soon as they landed from Dallas, right? right? So I think that if they feel it's a competitive advantage, it's worth it for them because if they think it's going to help them win games, then then that's what they should do. But the downside of this is it does create perceptions that would not be there otherwise. Um, And that perception is? Well, I think the perception that Howie and, and Jeffrey are involved in this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I'm sure Howie is involved in this, he's and the, he should he's be. The, he's the GM. He should be, and Jeffrey should be involved. I think we've gotten past the point of questioning how involved they should be. Like we've done that. that that's that's an old yeah. That's yeah. like a 2019. We, we've seen that Jeffrey and Howie know what they're doing. They're not going to make every decision correctly. They certainly are not above criticism. But the idea that they're too involved, like they've shown they can win. <laughs> I was say yeah, they're involved. Yeah, in they're this. involved. All right, has been a positive. It's, it's, it's led it's to a lot of wins. To a lot of positivity. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, like Elliot said, they know what they're doing. Did they check in yet, Jack? They did. All right, so Sirianni's coming up in a second. Um, I mean, how did how do how does he handle this press conference today? As far as like, is this a short and sweet? We have to do better, and like, yeah, I'll be curious to see what type of Nick we get. Yeah, if if it's let's put on a positive face. You know, Nick's a very emotional kind of energetic guy. Are we going to get that Nick? Are we going to get defiant Nick? Like he's being questioned a lot right now. A lot of people are wondering. I mean, I know one person that wonder if he's coaching for his job, right? So are we going to get defiant, Nick? Do you think he is? Do I think he's coaching for his job? Yes. No. I, I think that's more of a complicated answer in the 30 seconds before we cut. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that complicated. So if if the offense is bad the rest of the year and, and Lurie wants a new coordinator, I just wonder how Sirianni will feel about running an offense that isn't his. That's the only world where I see this this split. Well, the one that's got the team averaging about 18 points a game, <laughs> that offense? I, look, I'm not. I'm saying from Nick's perspective, if he's told this is a coordinator we want to bring in and yeah. you're not calling plays, well, yeah. I, but how do you think Nick will feel about that? That there's 32 of these jobs, 
All right, here's Nick Sirianni. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, Rob. Um, hey, I-, I wanted to ask you about Quez Watkins. You know, the the last I don't know five or so times that you've you've gone deep to him, he had the uh, the two balls in Dallas that were intercepted, the fumble against Washington, the drop in the Super Bowl, and then the play. Uh, the other night, what gives you the confidence to keep dialing him up in in high leverage situations? Well, sometimes understand this with Quez, his speed it changes uh, the game, and not just because it's going to him; it's going to open up the rest of the field. And you can't always predict where the ball is going to go. Some the defense, obviously, t- there's things that happen where the defense dictate where where's the ball going to go. Um, you know, so in that particular case, that was one of them. Quez was uh, on a Clear out route. The defense did something uh, a little different than what we anticipated, and the ball got shot and went to him. And I still still have confidence in Quez, but you know sometimes he's in there also um, to clear the field and and to to show his speed because his speed is legit legit. And so, um, but again, you can't you can't say again. I, I'm confident still in Quez. I still have confidence in him. Um, and and just then, but that's the way the game goes sometimes, Rube, with the uh, with where the ball's going, um, because he is he has to be accounted for, you know, on each play because of his speed, and and it opens guys up underneath uh, because of his speed. So if I could just follow up real quick, you're you're not planning to change his playing time or his snap count or anything like that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, we're he's he's again, we're confident in him as a as a player, as a as a teammate. Um, you know, Julio's done a good job. OZ's done a good job. You know, we have three three guys that rotate in between uh, being the number three receiver. So, you know, we'll see where the, the reps continue to go. Each game plan's a little bit different of what you're asking the players to do and the roles. And so we'll see. Go ahead, Brooks, and then Chris. Hey, Nick, uh, you mentioned uh, about Sean Desai's role now with the defense. Uh, why is it that he has retained his title as defensive coordinator? And is there a pathway back this season or the next where he goes back to calling defensive plays? And how would you describe that? Yeah, uh, you know what? Again, like they said, they, they've they uh, switched responsibilities. Um, and, um, you know, he did a really – Sean did a really good job helping out in the game on – on uh, Monday, both in the locker room at halftime and on the headsets, and I know Matt valued his his opinion and, and his opinions and and his uh, vision, and um, was really I really admire how Sean went about his business last week. I think any of us that have been in a situation where you know things didn't go the way we wanted it to go, and you can go two ways with that. You you know, and and I really believe Sean took the it really speaks volumes of the person and the coach that Sean is and the character that Sean has is that he did everything he could do to help the football team. That's why Sean is here and we know he can help us continuing moving forward and really excited to have him uh, continuing to be, uh, have a role on this team and on the staff. Was there something you communicated to him that he can show behind the scenes in this new role that can. Yeah. I'll keep all our conversations private. Okay. Go ahead, Chris, and then Jeff. Afternoon, Nick. Uh, you mentioned that accountability is one of your main tenets that you have with your core philosophies there. How do you, how are you keeping the players accountable during this losing streak? Do you think that they're responding to that accountability? And what are some of the methods that you do to, to hold them accountable? Same methods I use when, when, uh, when we're winning. It's the exact same. Um, when you change who you are or you change your uh, core values based off of wins and losses, 
you're going to, that's when you're going to lose the team. And, and so it's the exact same accountability, regardless of the outcome, right? That's the only way you're going to end up getting better. We're in a little bit of a skid right now um, that I'm very confident that we'll get, we'll be able to get out of um, because of the people that we have in this building and the accountability that not only that I hold the standard to for the team and myself, but also what they hold the standard to. Um, and so that, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed in the slightest because that when your core values are deep within you and, and deep within the roots of this football team, um, because we live them and preach them and, and uh, every single day when we're in this building. And so, um, you know, it goes back to you continue to double down on the things you know to be true. You continue to grow under the surface, even though when you're not growing um, out in, in public and, and you know, you, you hold the guys accountable and they hold themselves accountable the exact same way because this is the this is your habits, your daily habits, and that's your core values. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Dave. Uh, Nick, how do you feel John Hurts has played the last three games? You know, obviously, offensively, I'd say offensively, we haven't played or coached up to our standard the the last three games. Um, overall, as you look at our offense overall, I think there's a lot of similarities with our offense last year's statistically and the way we played um, and this year, except for two major categories. And, and that's our been our, our been our, our explosive plays and our, our turnover differential. But if you look at all our other statistical categories, I think you'd see that um, it was very similar. It was very similar. But this these last three games um, have not been up to our standard. And that's and Jalen and myself and Brian are always going to be looked at first. We know that. We accept that based off of our position. Um, and, you know, if, if we're not playing good enough offense, it's probably because all three of us aren't are doing our best job. And so, but Jalen has had, uh, it, you know, I thought against, uh, you know, I thought he did a lot of good things in this game uh, last game. I thought he did a lot of good things in the game against Dallas where with, with, and then we had some unfortunate turnovers. Um, you know, my mind's a little bit off three weeks ago from San Francisco. Um, don't remember much about what happened there unless I watched the tape again. Um, so, but, but like any of us, Jalen's going to want some plays back. We're going to want some calls back. Everybody out there is going to want some, some plays back. We just got to get it back on track. Um, and you know, I would say prior to, you know, like, I know we're zeroing in on those, uh, three games or to your question, but prior to that, Jalen Hurts is an MVP consideration MVP top candidate and so it's the body of work for the year and we know and we're confident that we all can get back to that body of work that we put in prior uh to this three-game stretch has this three-game stretch been our standard no and we're working like crazy and we're determined to to get back to where uh we were prior to this Nick if I could just follow up real quick um if if you know and I understand that uh you don't have to voice uh all your criticisms of Jalen when he does something wrong, um, but publicly, but is it being told to him in the meeting room that when he, I'm going to keep our conversations. Like I said to the other guy, I'm going to keep my conversations with the players uh, between me and the players. Accountability is our number three core value. And it's only number three because it came in that order. Connect, compete, accountability. They're not in any order. So accountability, you could, again, when, Chris asked me a question of accountability. I didn't say something to Chris that I'm not saying to you right now. Accountability is the, the main, main, one of the main core values we have, and we live by those every single day. 
Go ahead, Dave, and then Tim. Hey, Nick. Uh, I think you'd probably agree that the standard hasn't been met on either I side. Did, of yeah, that. I just said that uh, two seconds ago. Sure. I'm just, I'm, I'm just prefacing the question. Um, I, I think you'd agree with that. So when when you look at the differences uh, in the struggles offensively and defensively, um, what led you to, to make a, a coaching staff change on defense but not offense? Yeah. So, like I said, offensively, the last three games have not been conti- uh, consistently up to our standard. But if you look at our offense throughout, right, if you look at our offense throughout, it – it still is in the top ca- 10 category in a lot of the statistical categories where we look at, except for the turnovers and the explosive plays. And we got to do a better job uh, on both of those things. We got to put the players in more uh, positions to create explosive plays. But, you know, make no mistake about it. Like this offense is being run the exact same way the offense was run last, last year and the year before that. This offense is in, is my offense right? This is my offense. And so the criticism on the offense, like I think unfairly goes to Brian. Brian calls the place. Brian calls the place. It unfairly goes to Brian. The criticism on this offense should come at me. And, and, uh, because this is, this is my offense. So, um, I was hired to do a job here, um, and got hired because I was a, a successful as an offensive coordinator um with our with our schemes and and the different things that we did to coach players and help players win and so and i'm committed to that and and like i said the criticism should come at me and i think it unfairly goes at brian a lot of the times because he's calling the plays um but make no mistake about it this offense has been consistently this similar throughout the three years yes there's different things you do based off your personnel and different things you do uh based off the the teams that you're playing and what's working for you but again, it, it all starts there with me. And so I guess I would, uh, you know, I'm not thinking that that a change needs to be made there uh, for multiple reasons. And that's one big one. Go ahead, Tim and then Zach. Hey, Nick, on that second interception, was AJ the primary read? Um, and why take a shot downfield in that situation where uh, a shorter completion could have gotten you into field goal range? Yeah, there's at times there, Tim, you, you know, we've seen, um, you know, you can get a pass interference there. Um, you get a pass, and you know, it was what that was on that particular play. But you can, if you get a pass interference call there, and, and if a team's giving you a one-on-one shot uh, for, you know, very similar to what happened on the other on the other side of the ball, they ended up getting a one-on-one shot that um, you know had had some different things there. We've seen it. We had one-on-one shot against the Rams. Um, and you can get a pass interference and now you're in position to, to kick it. So, um, we have, we have some of the best receivers in the NFL outside. And so there's times where you're going to be able to, you're going to do that. And we we felt like in that situation, we had an opportunity to, uh, Hey, it didn't work out that particular time. Um, and, but we've done it at other times in two minute drills and, and and it's worked. So, but in that particular time, it didn't work. So we understand the criticism. Um, but, um, not only could you get a pass interference, also AJ has a tremendous ability to come down with the football um, in one-on-one situations. And you know what? In this particular case, it didn't work out. Um, but you know, we're we're comfortable with 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 what was called and what we did in that scenario. And you know, we'll we'll be better next time because of it. Go ahead, Zach, and then John. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. Uh, what's your uh, personal background? In 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 uh, Matt Patricia's case, uh, with Matt Patricia and his defensive philosophy, 
his defensive scheme? How comparable is it to what you guys installed and have been running the first 13 weeks? There's obviously differences, Zach. Uh, so I think that's a really good question too, Zach. There, there's obviously differences. Why is Matt Patricia here in the first place is because I, you know, have had so much respect for him as a, as a coach in this league going against the defenses that he's had for, you know, for as long as I've been in the NFL. And so, um, and that's why he's here in the first place. No, he could help me in, in situations as a, as a head coach and as, you know, at, with, with the defense. And so, um, as far as the schemes being similar, there's definitely differences. And so, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily going to see complete wholesale changes, you know, at this point of the year. Um, but you'll see some different things here and there. And the, the offenses will see some different things here and there. Obviously, for competitive advantages, I'm not going to get into to all the different things that, that, or any, pretty much any of the different things that you're going to see, but there'll be differences. But then again, you're going to stick, we're going to stick with some of the core things that we've done and we've done well uh, through the per first 14 weeks of the season. So, um, you know, but uh, like I said, it's a, it's a group effort by our, our defensive staff. Uh, Matt's just the one that's uh, making the, the main decisions now. Sean still has um, a, the vo a voice in there um, and our assistant coaches still have a voice in there. So, we're just trying to refine what we do well uh, and continue to do what we do well and, and eliminate some of the mistakes that we've made. Go ahead, John, and then Martin. Uh, hi, Nick. Uh, you mentioned the explosive play aspect of it, and you want to get back on, on the right side of that, the explosive plays and turnovers. But specifically with the X plays, how, how difficult is it to to keep that sort of tight rope when it seemed like they were playing a lot of too high? So when teams are trying to take that away, trying to take away the explosives, do you have to be maybe a little bit more disciplined, take what they're giving you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, there's ways. Again, we have to do, I think, you know, starting with myself, and, and we have to do a better job of of trying to scheme some things open against some of that cover four, right? And so – um, that doesn't mean you're always going to get it. And so it, there is an art to knowing when, you know, and then once we we talk about it, once we go over it with the players, you know, Jalen's got to feel comfortable with it. And then there's an art to Jalen's case of, all right, here's when I'm they're giving it to me and here's when they're not, right? And and take it when they give it to you and and check it down or go underneath when it's not. And that's the tough part about playing quarterback. Um, and so, but that is a good question because, you know, some of those defenses are designed to to take away you know that, but in each and every coverage, there's opportunities, you know, in plays to attack underneath. There's opportunities in plays to attack on the outside. There's opportunities in plays to attack inside the numbers and an intermediate level. And there's opportunities in plays to attack attack the ball deep as well. Some some easier than others to get that going. I think I saw a stat that uh, one of our quality controls did for us the other day is that you know we're number one in explosive plays against cover four, uh, which you know, is ironic because we're not as high in explosive plays, but we are, and this was a couple weeks ago, y'all would have to check me on this, but we are number one in explosive plays against cover four. Um, and so um, there, there is an art to it. And that's why, you know, Jalen has the hardest job in all of sports playing quarterback of knowing when it's time to, you know, based off the play that we're running to throw it deep and when to, to check it down. And, uh, you know, and so I, I, but I have a lot of confidence of the, with, with Jalen and the, and the guys on this team. Um, that we can get this thing turned around and, you know, uh, you know, all it takes is one, the the next game. All we're thinking about is how we turn it around going into this next game and we'll take it one day and one game at a time. Go ahead, Martin, and then EJ. 
Hi, Nick. Um, obviously, this is the uh, first time you guys have gone through a three-game losing streak since, you know, early in your first year here. And I was kind of wondering, are there things you can draw from um, as far as being able to get the guys out, out of this that you were able to do um, two years ago? Yeah, it's it's definitely – there's differences, uh, Martin. Um, there's definitely differences, you know, just based off of – your standard continues to grow as you as you continue to be around each other. So there's our standards even higher now. So does it does it does it hurt a little bit more now? Yeah, uh, it does. Not to say it didn't hurt any less. So there there are differences there, but there are definitely some similarities of when you're going through rough times. And I think that's what's great about football is that you can compare things that you've went through in your life, the tough times you've went through in your life, and how you've how you've overcame. I think that's been a a consistent message is. This game, you have to be able to overcome, um, not only in a in a three-game losing streak, but also if, if, a, if a couple quarters aren't going your way. Well, also things that every one of those guys in, the, in our room have overcame different things to be sitting in the seats that they're sitting in, myself included. And so, you know, in those times, you, you think back about the hard times in your life that you've overcome to, to get to the spot you're at to, you know, comfort you in these times of these areas and say, you know, you got the mental toughness to get through this and get better because of it. I know that, that, that every guy, you know, that I've talked to on our team, um, you know, cause that's something I've talked to a lot of our guys on our team, you know, what's a hardship you've been through, what's something you've overcome, not, and that's something you talk to guys about during the draft process to figure a little bit about their mental toughness and about who they are as a person, but that's also something you do in forms of connecting. And so, you know, I know a lot of our guys have been through a lot of crap and, and been through some, some tough times. Um, that's what life is. And, and, and those moments are in life. And, and so um, you draw back on those moments and know that you've overcome and you're better off because of it. And, and that's been a consistent message uh, there through some of this, uh, some of these, these difficult times um, that we're going through right now. The other thing that's really important when you're going through times is that you're connected because, you know, and that goes back to your core values of, of being connected because in times of uh, trial, you, you know, you're, we're going to want everyone to stay together when there's a lot of people that are going to want to tear us apart. And it's all that's important is what's in this building, sticking together, locking arms together, being together. Um, and that's where that connectivity really comes into play. Connectivity is great when you're going through good times. You see us having fun on the sideline, different things like that. Um, but it's even more important in times like this. And uh, so I'm glad that our guys have worked their butts off to to be connected to each other, to to lock arms and to say, how are we going to figure this crap out together? We have time for a few more. So we'll get to EJ, Bo, and then Bob. Hey, Nick. Uh, on the Monday Night Broadcast, there was a clip of Christian McCaffrey predicting a quarterback draw based off of Jack Stoll's alignment on that play. Uh, do you feel like defenses are starting to catch up to some of the tendencies of the offense or that things have become a little bit predictable? From from that one play, no. Um, you know, good eye. I obviously know about this because uh, Bob gets me ready for these questions, but good eye by Christian McCaffrey uh, to, to, to see that, point that out. Uh, we have never run that play from that formation. So I think you're looking at a guy who's highly, uh, let me, let me say, let me congrat, let me say what I think of Christian McCaffrey. Like he's, he's got high football IQ. He's got very high football IQ to, to be able to see that. That doesn't mean that other guys on the defense don't because I'm, but you know, that, that play was designed to put us in either third and or fourth and short or to get the first down. 
We accomplished a goal from that play, got ourselves in fourth and short, and ended up getting a first down from that. I think the other thing, EJ, that good offenses have, very similar to the 49ers, they have plays that they run as staples, um, you know, and, you know, it, it was, and, and so staples are a play that you have that, that you, you lean on. Every good football team, every good offense I've ever been on has staples, including the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. The 2023 Philadelphia Eagles have staples um, because, you know, again, it's about um, what you do well and, and repeating and repeating those things and, and giving it different looks. Uh, like I said, that was the first time we have we run a similar play to what we ran in that game that uh, Christian pointed out. Yes. Out of that look. No. Um, and so uh, but that's pretty common of of good offenses that they're going to have staples that they lean on. And, you know, when things maybe aren't going right and they want to get out of a rut, maybe when, you know, you're you're you got to everything on the line. There, there's different times to use your staples. Um, and so um, I think that's a, a product of, of offenses that, you know, have had some success. Go ahead, Bo. Hey, Nick, um, on, on Matt Patricia, just from not having worked with him before in the building, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe were not as expected from, from your vantage point on him? And what were some of the things that he did over the past few months that impressed you to think this, this guy could run the off, run the defense? Yeah. Um, so we did, when we, when we went against the, the Patriots, uh, in practice, uh, myself and Kevin and, uh, coach Patricia did a lot, just communicating back and forth of getting things ready for practice. Really Kevin and, and Matt did a lot of it, uh, really at the end of the day, Kevin, Kevin is, uh, does an unbelievable job of being the assistant head coach, um, him and Jamal. And so, um, you know, we got to know him a little bit through that process, got to know him a little bit through just being in the profession with him and the respect they have for him. So, you know, we knew we, we knew him and we, and we had a relation prior relationship to that. Um, but as far as, you know, even when we interviewed him or, you know, when we're in right now, uh, the, his level of football IQ is, is off the charts. Um, he's a tireless worker, much like uh, all the guys that are on my staff. Um, his football IQ is off the charts, his details off the charts. Again, that's, those are things that I'm always looking for when I'm filling a staff is, can they get the play? Can they put the players in positions to succeed because of their football IQ? And can they teach the players fundamentals to get the player better at accomplishing the job? And I think off the charts on both of those. And, and like I said, that's what I look for in every one of our, our coaches is, can they get the players better and can they help? Put the players in positions to succeed and are they a good man and and gonna because you, you need good people on the staff too that are going to be able to fight through fight through tough times and and stick together last one here with bob yeah actually i have two quick ones nick on the two minute offense you said after the game the other night you you weren't happy with the way that transpired there was i guess there was three chances to do that you answered tim's question about the second interception but when you looked at film, was there anything you could put your finger on as to why those three possessions didn't go very well? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I said what I said and wasn't and it wasn't good enough in the in the game on on Monday, right? We had three times, we had three opportunities, and we didn't succeed on any of them. And and that's like like I said, that's us being able to put them in position to succeed. There's different. Uh, reasons for each one right there's different e reasons for each one because each two minute situation without 
without nerding out about every two minute situation and how all the different things that go into it. Each one was a little bit different. One was with 26 seconds. One was with, you know, a minute, whatever. And like, all those are completely different scenarios. Um, listen, we didn't coach it well enough. We didn't execute it well enough. And as a result, we didn't, we didn't score any points. Um, as I, as I was kind of getting on the offense about that and getting on myself about that. And because, you know, again, it starts with me and we're, and we're kind of having discussions of, Hey man, our, you know, what didn't go right in this game? Well, we didn't have the, we didn't convert on two minute and we're used to converting on two minute. We could have had 31 points in this game because if we were just how we are in two minute and I, and then, uh, Kevin and, and Brian showed me the stats of where we are in two minute, uh, scoring offense. And apparently we're second in the league on that. And so, um, but we weren't in this particular game. And so, um, you know, we're doing a lot of the right things. We didn't in that particular game. And that's why it's always going to, well, I'm going to say it's always going to be on me first. Uh, if the, if the, if the guys weren't in positions to uh, make plays, then we got to look at ourselves as coaches first and make sure we put them in positions to make plays. Uh, but each scenario was a little bit different. And, and the other question is, no. Uh, what, what, what do you have to see in these last three games? And I know you're focused on one game at a time. I'm not sure, worried about sure. three games. I'm not no. worried about any of that. I'm worried about this next game period. Uh, you know, because that has been a common question. What do you have to do the next three games? What do you have to do? I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about today. I, and I'm going to go back up and game plan right now. So I don't got time for any more questions, but I'm worried about today and that's it. Because you cannot say, I'm going to worry about, this is what I'm worried about the next three games. You, you're you not going to be successful in this league doing let, that. Let me ask you, you put just, your head down and you work and you get better at today. Let me ask you just a single game, though. What, what do you need to see in this single game to say, hey, we're heading in the right direction again? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously just get back to our standard. Um, and that's what I'm going to go work on right now, Bob. Thanks for the time, Coach. Enough. All right, there he is, Nick Sirianni. Wow. Feisty Nick at <laughs> times. Been a while. Good. He's yeah, irritable. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He should be irritable. Yeah, it's three weeks it is. Yep. Well, and also, this idea that he has to make massive changes and that, like, everything's broken. He's been one of the most successful coaches in the league since he's gotten in the league. But they just they just they lost three games in a row. But, but yeah. they just demoted well, the defense. The defense wasn't good. Right, like, the offense isn't good. The offense has been one of the best offenses in the league this year. The offense point is blank the- period. That's what the stats say. His well, offense not the last is, month. Not the last month. Well, guess what? That's how stats work. Like everything. Like you know what I mean? Like the offense is still one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. But I don't get where this idea is coming from. They need to change their offense. It's predictable. If it's so predictable, why hasn't it been stopped all year? Why didn't it get stopped last year? Huh? If How? it's so simple, like this idea that his offense is broken and that like they're not they're predictable and that the play calling's boring, they're scoring a ton of points. They have not recently. They're in a rut for sure. But when you're in a rut or you're not playing well, you don't overhaul everything you're doing. Like I I appreciate the fact that Sirianni is standing on what he believes in. Okay, so so it's it's not personnel. The issues on defense aren't personnel. It's it's coaching, right? Well, the de- the issues on defense might be personnel. Okay, but they just they just demoted the defensive coordinator. So when he was asked, and it's really the only thing of any substance in the press conference right. that, that he touched on, when he when he was asked about, well, why did you make a change on offense? You made a change on defense, and the answer that he really gave was, well, it's my offense. Right. I'm not going to fire myself. He's Correct. Like, He's people, right. People are talking about people are talking about Brian Johnson. It's my offense. He's just calling the plays. Right. So what you're saying is, all right, Nick, your offense sucks. What are you going to do about that? And he's right. He's not going to fire himself. 
So that is the defense. Because, by the way, like, I'm not telling you the defense was great. And you, you know what? Like, I'm not in that building, so I'm not telling you that I wouldn't have done the same thing if I was Harry Roseman or Nick Sirianni in replacing the defensive coordinator. But I can make a case the defense was good in second half of, halves of games. I don't think Sean Desai deserved to be fired. But at the end of the day, his resume was not strong enough where you can really disagree with the fact if they felt a change was needed, they should make it. Dude, Elliot, they, they, they stripped Nick Sirianni of his play calling as an offensive head coach after seven games. So, mm-hmm. so like, you know, like, I'm, I like Nick Sirianni, but I'm, I'm also like, I'm not looking at him. See, so, if this is his offense, and that's what he said, and he said, well, he just calls the plays, then how about some freaking answers, Nick? Your offense sucks right now, and you're coming down the host stretch, and you don't look good. Then you should have some answers to what's going on. Yes, I agree they need to turn the offense around, for sure. But we're also, like, I think the offense is struggling because the players aren't playing well. Jason Kelsey said this morning on the morning show, and I agree with him. Like, the issue, amongst others, is the turnovers and the penalties. They are moving the ball up and down the field. They are getting into the red zone. They're turning the ball over. That's the problem. And I know that, you know, maybe that's frustrating to hear, but it's not the offensive scheme. It's the fact that they are turning the ball over way more than they used to. Jalen has twice as many turnovers this year as he did last year. He has almost as many turnovers this season as he has 2021 and 2022 combined. Like, that's the problem with the offense. All right, I got to read this real fast. Hang on. With the holidays around the corner, get a jump start on the new year. Check this out. How would you like to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days? You can do that with NJ Diet, and it's contractually guaranteed. So when I say you will lose 20 to 40, 20 to 40 plus pounds, you will. Follow the program, and they help you the natural way. These aren't shots or injections or surgery. NJ Diet's all natural, and you're fully supervised. Every step of the way, you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. And they have locations in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, Cherry Hill, Princeton, Newark, Delaware, or available worldwide with live online video consultations. Call now, 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or go to njdiet.com to lose the weight for good. That's njdiet.com. Elliot, I'm not telling you that that, that I think that someone should be fired on offense – Right, but if they replace Brian Johnson right now as as the play caller, I also couldn't argue with it because they just did the same thing on defense. And you can't tell me that the offense isn't in a, a even a bigger rut than the defense well, right now. First of all, the offense has been way better than the defense this year. Not the last couple weeks. Not the last couple weeks, but they've been probably still just around where the defense is at. The defense has been really bad the last few weeks. Well, here, well, here's the other thing when you look at it from the offensive side: what change are you going to make? Unless you're talking about bringing in somebody from off the street and coming up with an entire new offense, I don't know if the players, does that help you or does that set you back? Because now they have to learn learn new terminology, new offense, everything else, and you're going down a playoff stretch run right now. So you do that stuff early because it allows you a little room to grow Mm -hmm. um, as an offense. Unless you're bringing in somebody like a Frank Reich who may run something very similar to what they already do. Um, and Nick Sirianni is right in a sense that it's his offense that's being called. Right. But there's something to um, the plays that have been designed. I think, and listen, I, I, I'm far be it for me to tell beat writers what to ask and all those types of things. I think less focus on changing or firing Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and figuring out things they can do better. And okay, if it's your offense, Coach Sirianni, what are some of the things that you 
think you can do to sort of change these things up. You look at what they did in the first drive of that game Monday night, you saw some different wrinkles. You saw some different motions and things of that nature in that opening drive. But then you didn't see it the rest of the game. It went almost back to what they had been doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wonder, and I don't know if we'll ever get the real answer here, but I wonder when we talk about the offense being simplified, to whose benefit is that? There's a reason why they aren't complicating the offense. They aren't adding complexities to the offense. Different motions and all this other stuff that forces you to have to think uh, and, and, and other uh, add, um, things that are added to an offense, whether it's motion, short motion, fly motion, all these other things. Can the players handle it? I mean, you watch Andy do what he's doing, and you see the creativity in his offense at times, some of the different things they do. Okay, well, can the players handle it, or do the coaches have that in their arsenal? Right. Well, I, question I have for you, actually. I know you've obviously been on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. But for a quarterback, if if you're in an offense that has a lot of motion, where guys are moving around, like is it harder to audible in that situation? I believe Because that's is. one thing I've thought of is I know Jalen has a lot of freedom at the line, and he does audible quite a bit. Yeah. I wonder if they feel their lack of motion. And this would actually be a good question I could ask Nick. But if they feel their lack of motion – is allows them to audible it more, as opposed to if you have a lot of moving parts, if that's taking away the time to change the play. It's a fair question, and, and I, I, I would imagine it does. When you have all that motion, A, your coaches got to be quick thinkers, meaning you got to get the play out fast because that right. gives the quarterback in the center enough mm-hmm. time to be able to look at the defense, make adjustments, have that motion go. The problem with that is defenses also can time up what they want to do based on your motion. Because they know once you start doing that motion, the snap is coming sooner or later here, and you can't check out. And they're trying to time it. So all of this stuff does add into whether you want to do a lot of that or how much you don't want to do of that. Yeah, that's for what it's worth, they're, I think, 31st or 32nd in motion this year. They were 27th last year. So this idea that Shane Steichen like what was you know changing the offense in a big way they they're not a motion team and they've had success and they've had success arguably not almost as much success as any other offense in the league but yep. but is is Steichen a better play caller right like the the offense may be the same but I think I, I think it he should be he's he's more experienced as an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator and a play caller mm-hmm. right I mean look look at what the Colts are doing this year. I think it's hard to tell, though, because they're playing a tougher schedule, right? Like, they've had injuries. I just don't know if you can compare the play-calling job from last year to All right, this year. well, hold that thought. Jordan Mylotta is going to join us coming up next. What does he think's going on with the offense and how this team is going to stick together and a bunch more? Jordan Mylotta coming up next. Marks and Reese. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.